when the Holy Spirit comes on us, he gives us the grace <laughs> to overcome. He gives us the grace to take the high road. He gives us the grace to stop talking about one another, mm-hmm. to stop backbiting, to stop this cannibalism <laughs> in the church, <laughs> to stop biting and devouring one another. Because if you don't check that, it will ruin the church. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out his spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promise outpouring. We equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We're so glad that you're with us. The Holy Spirit has been speaking to us about something that is on his heart, and he wants us to talk about cannibalism in the church. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is going to be an amazing podcast today. The Holy Spirit has given us quite a download to share with you. But before we get started, we want to encourage you to go to our website so that you can catch up on what's going on with us. It's globaloutpouring.net. And if you've got any feedback for us, we would love to hear from you. Let us know where in the world you're listening from. It's really fun to hear what nations are being reached with this, that our voices are getting out there where we've never been before. And uh, we just want to encourage you to let us know how the Holy Spirit is using this ministry for you to help you grow up, because that's really what's in our hearts. And that's what this podcast is going to be about, the need for maturity in the body of Christ. So go to our website and make sure that you have signed up for our email lists so that we can stay in contact with you. We want to establish a relationship with you, and we hope that you want to do that with us. So today, cannibalism in the church, (laughs) what a title. (laughs) The Holy Spirit gave that to me. Some days ago, I had a, a thought came up in my spirit from Galatians chapter 5, And uh, verse 15, it says, but if you bite and devour one another, take heed or watch out that you be not consumed one of another. And that, let me put that in context. I'll start with verse 13. For brothers and sisters, you have been called to liberty. Only don't use liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed or watch out, be careful that you be not consumed one of another. This I say, verse 16, this I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust, the desire of the flesh. For the flesh lusts or desires against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. So this this idea of biting and devouring one another, that's the picture that I'm seeing, you know, the bickering that might go on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially with social media, the way it is anymore. Oh, my goodness. You know, there's things people, you know, don't need to know about. 
a person or that because, you know, one accusation that may not be true mm-hmm. put out there could destroy a person. It's true. And, and we've e- seen that happen. And even discussing things to do with politics or even uh, doctrine, things like that, people have opposing views. You know, people say things on social media that they wouldn't say to a person's face. Face, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you just get bold because they can't you, see you. <laughs> they can't see you. You can't see them. And, you, you know, it, it just causes the flesh to rise up mm-hmm. and just get rude and snarky and, and mean. And, and, you know, that's not what we've been called to do. Yeah. We, we shouldn't be eating one another. That's the cannibalism that mm-hmm. I think the Holy Spirit is talking about, that we're, we're backbiting. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes it's not on social media. Sometimes it's just in, just in the on, church in on, general on a phone, on phone call. And did you hear about so and so and what they're doing? And oh, I'm just telling you so that you'll pray. <laughs> you know, that reminds me back <laughs> when my parents moved to this kind of rural area of Arkansas. It was in 1975. And they had, uh, it was like a three-party line. Yeah, party line. It was a party line. I mean, (laughs) you get on the phone. Yeah, I mean, you have two or three other people over there, and they they could just eavesdrop on your your message or something (laughs) like that. I mean, we're back in time a little bit. Yes. And uh, so they know what's going on. and That's how rumors get started. That's how rumors get started. Oh, my, the rumors that can get started. Oh, Oh, shall we tell the rumor? Come on, let's tell the rumor. about the... Okay. Okay. So when we induct someone into our ministry, we generally have them wear white because it's a sign of purity. And in order to join, they do a 21-day fast and they dedicate themselves to the Lord. You know, we have a prayer of dedication that they pray and we usually wear white for that, right? And we had one lady on our staff for a while that um, wound up going to Israel to intercede at the wall, the kotel, the wailing wall, it's sometimes called. The retaining wall. The retaining wall of the Temple Mount. And that was her calling. She was to go there and she was to pray. And then at one point, she wound up joining the civil guard in her neighborhood where at night she would go out and patrol. Uh, If she wasn't patrolling in prayer at the wall. She was out patrolling in her neighborhood at and night. And Israel was only a nation about 30 years at this point. Yeah, yeah. This so is, there was still a lot going on. This is way back in the 70s. Yeah. And in order to be patrolling, she had an Uzi, you know, a, a machine gun. And actually, the you hear the name Uzi, and that's the maker. It's a, it, it was an Israeli that invented that gun. His okay. name was Uzi. Okay. And that's how it got its name. <laughs> so anyway, that was the real story about this gal. Uh-huh. So one of our dearest, dearest people, in her simple innocence, guilelessness, would tell this story to folks. And the rumor got started around here that down here in this valley, we had a lady in a white dress sitting on top of a wall with a machine gun (laughs) guarding the place. And that was back in the... Late 1970s. Yeah. And that rumor is still going around uh, We today. just heard it recently, and it grew into that now she's in a wedding dress. <laughs> That's how rumors get started. And they evolve. Yes. So the point is here that sometimes things get told that aren't true. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people just get all excited about getting the news. Yeah, I, want to, I want to know the I news. I want to be the first one to tell this. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But here's my question. What's the difference between a watchman on the wall mm-hmm. 
who's looking out for trouble on behalf of the body of Christ and mm-hmm. a critic Ooh. Uh-huh. or a gossip. Well, I'm just a watchman on the wall. And so I'm going to point out what's wrong. Wow. Um, okay. Maybe. But a real watchman is an intercessor. Yes. And a lot of times intercessors, they don't always share things mm-hmm. as far as, you know, it's like kind of like keeping God's secrets. In fact, our founder, Gwenchal, wrote a book on that, you keeping know, Keeping God's, God's Secrets. secrets. Yeah. Kind of like we've said before, her husband was retired Air Force, loose lips sink ships. Yeah. You know, and that's what would happen in, in war. Yeah. You know, some person says the wrong thing and the other side can get the information and use it against you. Right. So you have this tendency that is from the flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've talked a number of times about having flesh flashes. <laughs> and it's a real thing. It's a real thing. I mean, come on, Philip, you and I are married. Yes. And every now and then, not so much you, but more me, there's flesh flashes, you know? <laughs> I guess hormones are, are never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it can be anything, but you're more likely to have flesh flashes when you're hungry or you're angry, or you're lonely, or you're tired, Tired. or you're sick, or in pain. Yeah. Okay, those things, when any of those things are happening in your body, uh it tends to swing you over into letting things out your mouth that shouldn't Mm -hmm. be there. But it starts with things that are in your mind. Yeah. And that drops down into your heart, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah, you can see how it takes... Yeah, like salvation can come in an instant, mm-hmm. but a renewed mind takes a while. Yes, sir. And it shows up a lot of times when you would least expect it. Mm-hmm. So if you're young in the Lord, and then if you used to have a bad swearing habit or something, mm-hmm. but something catches you off guard, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it comes out like, <gasps> no, <Uh-oh. laughs> you know, that, it's still, it's just like you can go down a aisle of a store somewhere, and you're hearing this old song from your teenage years, you know, and all that. And then all of a sudden, you realize it's playing on the intercom. You didn't realize it, but mm-hmm. but you heard it. Right. And it can bring back the memories with it, even though if it was like 30, 40 years ago. Right. And it can bring back the pain that was initiated with right. it if it wasn't dealt with. Right. And so it is with your flesh. That renewed mind doesn't happen overnight. No, that's true. And we shouldn't expect it of one another either. Yeah. So this biting and devouring and then backbiting and telling stories and, you know, it usually comes from becoming offended about something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are far too easily offended. I mm-hmm. mean, our, our flesh is easily offendable. Let's put it that yeah. way. The spirit is not easily offendable. Yeah. But the carnal flesh, carnality, it means fleshliness. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1 Corinthians 3.3, 3. would you read that from the Passion Translation, Philip, please? For you are living your lives dominated by the mindset of the flesh. Ask yourselves, is there jealousy among you? Do you compare yourselves with others? Do you quarrel like children and end up taking sides? If so, this proves that you are living your lives centered on yourselves, dominated by the mindset of the flesh, and behaving like unbelievers. For when you divide yourself up in groups, a Paul group, an Apollos group, you're acting like people without the Spirit's influence. Yeah, 
It divisions. Yeah. It's division causing. But it comes from the flesh. Mm-hmm. So that word uh, carnal or fleshly, as used in the Passion, is the Greek word sarkikos. Um, and it means having the nature of flesh under the control of like your animal appetites, governed yeah. by mere human nature, not by the Spirit of God. Yeah. And actually, earlier we were looking this I'm thinking maybe the word came from snarky, because you know? <laughs> there's some similarities there. Yeah, it comes from the word sarks, which sarks, means flesh. Flesh. So, sarks, so snarky, snarks, maybe it, mm. it was a derivative of that. You know? <laughs> Probably not, maybe but, not but, but it's but fun it, to think about. Yeah. <laughs> so let's look at 1 Corinthians 6, 6 through 11. I think it's really good in the Passion too. It's not right for a believer to sue a fellow believer, and especially to bring it before the unbelievers. Don't you realize that when you drag another believer into court, you're providing the evidence that you are already defeated? Wouldn't it be better to accept the fact that someone is trying to cheat and take advantage of you and simply choose the high road? At times, it is better to just accept injustice and even to let someone take advantage of you rather than to expose our conflicts publicly before unbelievers. Mm-hmm. But instead, you keep cheating and doing wrong to your brothers and sisters, and then request that unbelievers render their judgment. Surely you must know that people who practice evil cannot possess God's kingdom realm. Stop being deceived. People who continue to engage in sexual immorality, idolatry, adultery, sexual perversion, homosexuality, fraud, greed, drunkenness, verbal abuse, or extortion, these will not inherit God's kingdom realm. It's true that some of you once lived in those lifestyles, but now you have been purified from sin, made holy, and given a perfect standing before God, all because of the power of the name of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, and through our union with the Spirit of our God. Amen. That beautiful. Now, do you understand what this passage is saying? You were once like those folks that are not going to inherit the kingdom. Mm-hmm. All of us at one time were on that path, not inheriting the kingdom. So we're really not better than those folks that are that, except we are better because Jesus fixed it. We've been redeemed. We've been redeemed. Jesus fixed it, but our flesh is just as bad, or it was just as bad. Mm -hmm. But we've been completely renewed. We've been cleansed. So let's stop behaving that way. (laughs) (laughs) Let's grow up. God wants us to grow up. You know, you want to be used, especially in ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes time. It takes time and circumstances. It's just like, you know, you don't, if you're a fighter pilot, you don't want your wingman to be a novice. You know? That's true. You know, you might get shot down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. You know, I'm reminded of something that um, the Lord spoke to John Arnott in Toronto. Help me with the name of the church. Catch the Fire. At Catch the Fire. Um, there were a lot of things going on that were not typical in church. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Holy Spirit was moving in an amazing way. And there were things that were going on, like there was one lady that started crowing like a rooster. (laughs) Yeah. And he went to her and he said, what is the Lord saying? And she said, it's a new day. 
So mm-hmm. it was it was highly unusual, but there was a prophetic picture going on. There was a guy roaring like a lion. Yeah. And he was from China. And the Lord was saying that here's these people that have been dominated by the dragon and the lion of Judah is roaring over them to bring them out of bondage. Yes. And 20 years later, when they interviewed him, they had found the underground church just exploded in China. Thousands. At, at that time. At that time. Yeah. That's when the underground, that was the fastest growing church in the world, was the underground church of China. At that time. At that yeah. time, it was exploding. So the, the thing that the Lord said to him was, I am offending your mind to show you what's in your heart. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the Lord is trying to deal with us about our carnality, mm-hmm. about our fleshliness, about our flesh flashes. And he's trying to get us to grow up. Mm -hmm. You know, the scripture you just read about here's brother taking brother to court Mm -hmm. in front of unbelievers. Yeah. As though it's right for them to make a judgment over something that's in between believers. We should be able to judge these things ourselves. Ourselves before you. Mm -hmm. Right. And I love the way the Passion Translation put it, that wouldn't it be better to take the high road and just say, okay, you know, Go ahead. And here's the thing. If we would start to intercede for the person who's offended us, mm-hmm. you got to start by forgiving. That's yeah, the first that's, thing. Okay. First, first, first. Before you put your head on your pillow, forgive. Got to get your heart right. Got to get your heart right. And the easiest way for me to get my heart right when someone has offended me mm-hmm. is immediately I mean, it's taken years to get to where it was immediate, okay? But now I'm at the point mm -hmm. where it's immediate. I mean, within, if not seconds, but then certainly within minutes. Mm -hmm. Usually I try to do it within seconds. Sometimes it takes a few minutes. Yeah, and don't borrow someone else's offense. Right. But if I get offended, the first thing I do is I say, Father, I'm asking you to forgive that person. Because if I start to intercede for that person before the Lord, because what they've done wasn't right, then it's easier for me to forgive if I'm asking him to forgive. Mm-hmm. I'm coming now as an intercessor. Yeah, I'm asking now, Father, please, please have mercy. And then I might think, you know, I could have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I am flesh too. You know, mm-hmm. I've had flesh flashes and I have to ask right away, please forgive me. You know, I've tried to, I try to be pretty quick about asking, don't I, darling? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> um, I realize right too. away, <laughs> I realize right away when I've had a flesh flesh. You know, the Holy Spirit kind of is yeah. quick. Yeah, like, thank yeah. you. Thank you. That's like the... Not. <laughs> li- or like, like in a game show and it's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what you just meant, yeah. right? The buzzer goes off in your yeah. spirit like, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> right. So this is how we can begin to process and dial down this inclination to bite and devour one another Mm -hmm. in the church. Let's get rid of the cannibalism in the church. And while we're at it, you know, this idea of let's take the high road. Here is a high road scripture that I think most of Western Christians would have to scratch their head about. And that is in Hebrews 10.34. It says, you sympathized. I'm reading from the Berean Standard Bible. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property. 
knowing that you yourselves had a better and permanent possession. Um, Here's from the Berean Literal Bible. For both you sympathized with the prisoners and you accepted the plundering of your possessions with joy, knowing yourselves to have a better and abiding possession. Now, obviously, Mm. we know that this is talking about, um, you know, we've got heaven to look forward to. Right? Yes, this so is all temporary. All of this stuff here is temporary, but we get so wrapped up with our materialistic stuff. Like mm-hmm. we've strived, we got to get that one thing that we want that, you know, you fill in the blank. What is the one thing that you want, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is saying, and the writer of Hebrews, whether it's Paul or somebody else, is commanding these people because they recognized that when their stuff got taken away, mm-hmm. that it was just stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, and accepting it joyfully, I think that's something we need to sit and ponder. <laughs> we really need to sit and ponder. Like we've been through a fire, right? Yeah. It was our office. It wasn't our home, but but our entire office building in 1990 burned to the ground. And there were things in my office that I've still kind of, I'm sad about, (laughs) you know, I had some paperwork there that was important. My birth certificate and baby pictures. I'd just gotten my baby pictures from my dad. Wow. And, and And they burned real good. (laughs) They burned real good. You know, our guitars, guitars, our Bibles, that was the worst thing. Our Bibles were burnt, but I've got a better Bible. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was a good Bible, but I've got a better one. Yeah. You know, when you begin to mature in the spirit. You begin to see things more from heaven's point of view. Mm-hmm. You can't take joyfully the spoiling of your goods or confiscation of your property or the plundering of your possessions. You yeah. can't take that with joy unless you have the Holy Spirit working mm-hmm. in you. Yeah, That's a God thing. But that is a picture of what it looks like when you've grown up in the Spirit. Wow. Okay. Yes. That's, I think that's a challenge for every one of us that are in kind of Western society where, you know, okay, we're here in the United States of America and the American dream is, help me out here. Oh, having a bigger house. Used to be a two-car garage. Now it's a three-car garage. <laughs> that means you'd have a boat in the third bay maybe. <laughs> well, it's, it, life- it's like the standard of life has increased on goods. Right. Back when, when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now sports car or this or that, you know, things have just become more grandiose. Yeah. And yeah. it's supposed to be life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The American way. Yeah, but the pursuit of happiness has become materialistic. Yeah. That's really That's not it. the source of happiness. What, uh-huh. what you have is not the source of happiness because you can't take it with you. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it can burn in a moment. Mm-hmm. That sports car or that Yeah, that house. nice portion your garage can go up in a fire that goes in the all in some of these towns and the where the pine trees explode. Yeah. And they can't get anything out. They get out with their lives and there goes your um eighty thousand dollar Porsche. Yeah. You know, or, or whatever. Or whatever or, it costs. Or whatever you had. Be could be a rare instrument. Yeah. Anything rare. And it can go just like that. It can right. go in a flood. Right. We never had a flood here before, you know. Thank God. Thank God. I mean referring to someone might say We've never had a flood before, and oh, all of a sudden there was one. Right, and right. So, yeah. it's so we like, can't it's put like, our— It's like Dino 
watching his grand piano yeah. go down the river when his house flooded. Yeah, Dino, the, what was his last name? Kartsunakis. Yes, he had a theater in Branson and had a big flood in the, the river, and his house got flooded, and his, he watched his boys in Dorfer piano float down the river, and that's a very expensive piano yeah. from Austria, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying anything that we have uh-huh. in this world yeah. is temporary. It's all temporary. And when we begin to walk in the Spirit, mm-hmm. we can even come into that place of rejoicing when our stuff is taken away. Yeah, it's all wood, hay, and stubble. Right. Of course, wood could be a house, hay, you know, it could be your barn, <laughs> but stubble is anything made out of the ground, which is mm-hmm. everything else. Steel, plastic, whatever, yeah. you know. It's all temporary. It's all temporary. It's all temporary. Yeah. So this whole idea of being carnal, I love Romans chapter 7 that talks about the war that's going on. Paul is talking about how he wants to do the right thing, but he finds he's not doing the right thing, and he wants not to do the wrong thing, and he finds he's doing the wrong thing. But he comes to this conclusion that the real you is your spirit, and your spirit is what is renewed by Jesus. Mm -hmm. So this whole fleshly wrestling, all of this battle that goes on in the flesh, is a battle between your worldly thinking, your fleshly thinking, and the Spirit. And if you want to be grown up in the Spirit, you have to yield to the Spirit. Let's go on to Romans 8, where it talks about the sons of God. Romans 8, chapter 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And it goes on to talk about verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after After the the Spirit. spirit. Mm -hmm. And it goes on to say, to be carnally minded or fleshly minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is hostile against God for it's not subject to the law of God and it cannot be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So that's why we've got to get rid of this cannibalism in the church. All of this is fleshly and it's required of us if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, especially it's required of us that we walk in the spirit. Verse 9 says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That's pretty strong. That's very strong. But it goes on to talk about, verse 14 says, as many as are led or governed by the spirit of God, they are the The sons sons of of God. God. Mm -hmm. And that word sons... It's the same word that's used in Matthew 5, 9, that says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And that word children or son in uh, Romans eight fourteen is the word yos. Now, you might hear some people pronouncing it huios, because that's what it looks like. Uh-huh. H, of course, it's written in Greek. Greek. Yeah. <laughs> so it uses different letters. But when you transliterate it into our letters, it's spelled H-U-I-O-S, but it's pronounced yos, and it means son. Um, 
There's another word for sons that is techna or technon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that refers to those who are born of God. But yos, or whatever the conjugation of it is, refers to those who show maturity acting as sons. Yos gives evidence of the dignity of one's relationship and likeness to God's character. The expression son of God, that's the yos, is used of Jesus as a manifestation of his relationship with the Father or the expression of his character. So it's Mm, about having the character of our Father. Yeah. Uh So that's how we become sons, mature sons, is by our relationship with our Father. You know, I was thinking about, we've been talking about the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets us free from the law of sin and death. This law of sin and death is expressed in the Old Testament through the word of God to Moses, Mm -hmm. like a a set of rules. A lot of people think about it as a whole bunch of do's and don'ts. Yeah. Uh But it's really designed to be like an illustration of here's how a person behaves Mm -hmm. who loves the Lord their God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, with all their strength. Our father is looking for lovers. He's looking for sons and daughters who love him and who let him love them. We didn't realize, you know, we grew up singing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. We grew up with that. But, you know, it's taken a while to really wake up to the fact that God loves me. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know about you, but it was... Hey, come on, let, let's be real here. Our upbringing in church, and I'm, I'm not talking about church hurt. For me, I don't think I really had a whole lot of it. I had a little. I suppose everybody does because you're, you're still dealing with people yeah. who haven't fully grown up and fully matured yet. Mm-hmm. So church hurt usually comes from somebody having a flesh flesh and having a wrong attitude and not behaving like Jesus. You know, I I want to write a meme and put it on my Facebook. I have never done it, but I have it in my head to do. That don't blame Jesus for the bad behavior of his people. He didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) They're not behaving like they're supposed to. Don't blame him. Don't blame Jesus. Don't walk away from Jesus Uh because somebody that bears his name hurt you. Mm -hmm. But when we were growing up, we were kind of put into this religious box. Here's how you do it. Here's how you be a Christian. And we watched our parents and, you know, we kind of walked along with them or whatever. And it wasn't until we had our own Own experience experience with God that we began our own walk. Yeah. And it's amazing. You know, the the testimonies you're listening to from Muslims, Mm. once they realize that, you know, Yeshua, Jesus, of course, they don't say Yeshua, Isa, you mm-hmm. know, I believe, yeah. And Jesus really loves because Allah does not. Right. You're a slave to Allah. Right. It's true. I mean, we're a love slave to Jesus. But you it's know, We different. have our own will. Yeah. You know, so depending on how much of a love slave you are, it depends on the individual. Yeah. On how close you want to get right. to the Lord. So as I've been pondering this, this illustration came to me that the law or how we were raised in church or, you know, our religious box mm-hmm. is like the training wheels that you put 
on a child's first bicycle. While they learn to develop balance, mm-hmm. you know, at first you're just learning to pedal, right? You haven't yeah. learned to balance yet. You're just learning to pedal. You're just learning to steer. And and the wheels, those training, training wheels, wheels, keep yep. you from falling over. Yeah, You don't even have to keep a balance at all. Your bike isn't going to fall over because mm-hmm. the training wheels are there. But until you get <laughs> free of those training wheels. Yeah, when they're taken off the first time. Yeah. I mean, it's a little scary. I mean, I remember going through that, and first they took off one. And I still had one training wheel. Oh, okay. And then I learned how to do it without training wheels. And that's the picture that I'm seeing about growing up in God, that we have this sort of a religious system that we're training our children in But I think we have failed somewhat in expressing that this is how you behave when you love God and when you realize how much God loves you. Mm -hmm. Spiritual training wheels. Yeah. Yeah. And so I really feel like God is wanting to help us to grow up. There's such a need for a maturing in the body of Christ. And it's not just about how many years that you've spent. Mm -hmm. It's about how close you are to Father. Yeah, And you could be a deep revelator of the Word. And I forget what evangelist it was. It was, I think it was Jack Coe was warned by different people mm-hmm. that, you know, he had this tremendous healing gift. Yeah. But he didn't treat people very nice. No, he was he, mean. He was mean. And so you can have a deep, you know, study of the word and learn all the Greek and all the Hebrew and all that. Mm-hmm. But if you have not love, that's it. You're like a, what is it, clanging brass and mm-hmm. a noisy, noisy symbol and all yeah. that. And then if you get all spirit, because there are those, I mean, they can look at a cloud and spiritualize it three different ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just like, look, that you know, you can see it looks just like, and there's times you, there are things in the clouds, but don't base everything you have on that. You know, you have to walk, when you walk in the spirit of the Lord, you know, everything else is going to line up. It, it's kind of like that saying um, that we had heard some time back, you know, if you have all word in you, mm-hmm. And no spirit, you know, that you dry up. Mm-hmm. But if you're all spirit and have no word, you blow up. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you have that balance of the spirit and the word, you grow up. Amen. And that's who we have to be. Amen. Absolutely. You can't make your denomination your God. That's you for You know what sure. I mean? I mean, you have to, there's denominations, different ones. They will emphasize different things. Mm-hmm. Now, you take that, but when you get into the presence of God, Mm -hmm. it's his spirit that will keep you balanced. Right, right. And it's his spirit that will help you to rise above things. Yeah. That will enable you to take the higher road. Because that's not something that your flesh can do. The flesh doesn't know the higher road. That's only a spiritual thing. (laughs) It needs help. (laughs) Yes. And when the Holy Spirit comes on us, he gives us the grace. Mm Mm-hmm to overcome. He gives us the grace to take the high road. He gives us the grace to stop talking about one another, Mm -hmm. to stop backbiting, to stop this cannibalism (laughs) in the church, (laughs) to stop biting and devouring one another. Because if you don't check that, it will ruin the church. Mm -hmm. A whole congregation can be ruined by people talking and being mean and having wrong motives. And the church has to be in unity in these last days. Absolutely. Because when things happen, you know, 
When, when emergencies and things happen, yeah, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're you're going to want another believer to talk to and not care what denomination they're out of. It's absolutely true. That's what's happened in persecuted nations. It's true. People don't tear each other down for what church they go to. They're just happy to have someone to fellowship that where you have common ground. <laughs> yes. You know? And yes. that's what we have to do. We have to agree on common ground. Amen. I mean, there's no denominations when Jesus walked the earth. Just Pharisees and Sadducees. <laughs> just Pharisees and Sadducees. <laughs> so that spirit is still around. You yes. Know? It's a division spirit. Division, yeah. And the enemy of our souls is also the enemy of the church. Mm-hmm. And he's really just trying to keep us divided. Yeah. But our Father wants us to be one. Remember the prayer that Jesus prayed Mm -hmm. at the end when he was having the last supper with his disciples. And he prayed, Father, that they may be one as you and I are one. one. Yeah, that's uh, John chapter 17. And that comes by loving one another. Yeah, You know, when you love the brethren, it doesn't mean that you have to agree with them about every little thing. You can have disagreements. I mean, there are a few things that you and I disagree on, but it's not anything that we would mm-hmm. um, lose fellowship over. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's okay to have a different opinion yeah. about something. You know? And we talk about it. We don't raise our eyebrows and, no, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. That's not right. <laughs> no, we, we, we don't do that. We've never done that. No. But what I'm saying is it's okay to have different opinions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as long as it's not something that we have to make a decision about, it's okay to, yeah. we don't ever have we, we, to we resolve it, you know. give each other headaches. You know, way back when, when we were kids, they, it was excedrant commercials. Oh, yeah. You know, the thing would go on. And I, I remember one, um, it was the mother-in-law says, I don't nag. Your mother nags, you know, just, you know, and then plop, plop to, you know, to excedrin going into a glass of oh, I water. I think it was Alka-Seltzer, or Alka-Seltzer wasn't it? going into like a glass that. of water because it's upsetting in your stomach. And yeah, yeah. So they had it. Well, then they, they had excedrin headache number yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah, and yeah. that. And, you know, but if we can get that stuff out of the church, you right. know, where we can walk that place where you can help people that aren't in the church mm-hmm. too, you yes. know, to find a way because they, there's times they'll, you know, they need ministry and mm-hmm. you can be just right there for them. Because love is patient. Yeah. And kind. And love is kind. Yeah. And love is not envious. Mm-hmm. And all of those things that are in First Corinthians 13. Mm-hmm. And all of those things that are the fruit of the Spirit that are mentioned in Galatians 5. Mm-hmm. All of those things are a result of the Holy Spirit working in us helping us to overcome, helping us to grow up into the character Mm -hmm. of the Lord Jesus Christ. He walked on the earth as the Son of God, Mm -hmm. as the Son of Man, in order to bring us up into the place of behaving like sons of God Mm -hmm. as men and women, obviously. Yeah. And that's our goal. Mm -hmm. That's our goal. And any time that we fall short of that, we quickly repent mm-hmm. and get restored. Yeah. That's one of the signs of maturity is when you fall, how fast it is you get up. Mm-hmm. The faster you get up, the more mature you are. You know, if you blow it big, mm-hmm. get over it in minutes. Yeah. Get over it. Like, especially if you blow it because somebody offended you. Mm-hmm. Get over it in minutes. Yeah. And it's possible because of the love of God. Because of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you 
for what you are doing in your people to grow us up, that we can be bright and shining examples of your life and your love that overcome, that as examples, Lord, we can be like you because you're living inside of us and we're living inside of you. And it's possible for people to see you in us because of the relationship in our walk with you and our yielding to you and our getting into agreement with you so that we can see people who are misbehaving as people that you love, as people that you want to draw into a deeper relationship with you, whether they're believers yet or not. We're asking you, Lord, to work in us by your Spirit, every listener and Philip and me. Lord, that you will work your work in your people that will make us ready to minister in this outpouring that you have begun and that is growing and growing and growing. Lord, help us to rise up into that place of maturity that we can help others to grow up into that place of maturity. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with His overwhelming, loving presence.